It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. And I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. It is Mock Draft Monday, and it's April now which means we are just a few short and precious weeks away from the NFL drafts. We had a Fatou Melifonwu on the show last week. We have another very special NFL draft guest coming on later this week. My guy, Demetric Felton, the, I don't want to call him a running back, the weapon from UCLA is going to be on the show later in the week. And if you can't predict... Uh, I am very excited about this conversation. We will get to that a little bit later in the week. I want to start today in a place that we have not touched on really much of this offseason because we have been focused so much on the negative. And that maybe that's a little uh, uncharitable. We've been focused on places where Green Bay could look to improve. And yet, as we sit here today on April 5th, or whenever you're listening to this, the Packers have done basically nothing to improve the roster beyond the guys that were on it last year. So that doesn't mean they haven't done anything to improve, but they have not added players who are going to materially impact the outcome of the 2021 season. Devin Funches was someone that they added last year. He's going to get a chance to be on this team in 2021. And I don't think anyone believes a long snapper is going to change the trajectory of the 2021 Packers. According to, or at least as suggested by an Instagram post, Will Redmond will be back. Every player, really, outside of Corey Lindsley, who was a material part as a preferred starter of the Packers last year is going to be back. And that team, that 2020 team, much like the 2019 team, was good enough to go to the NFC Championship game. And unlike the 2019 team, the 2020 version was good enough to win a Super Bowl. They didn't play well enough in the biggest game. But they had the talent, they had the roster. This offense got significantly better. And much like 
the teams that we've seen over the years have success with Aaron Rodgers. Um, they did it with the best offense in football. And this is an offense that is predicated on the outside zone, the play action, getting the ball to Devontae Adams, to Aaron Jones, and then hitting the shot plays down the field, whether it's to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Alan Lazard, or Big Bob Tunyon. Tunyon led the league in scores from outside 20 yards by tight ends, not Travis Kelsey, not Darren Waller, Big Bob Tunyon. Devontae Adams put together his best season as a Packer and the best season in the league. He was the best receiver in football last year. Aaron Rodgers was, of course, the league MVP. It's more than that, though. Aaron Rodgers, from a clean pocket, was the number one graded quarterback in the league. By pass block win rate, this was the best offensive line in the league. But... In the NFC Championship game and in the regular season matchup with the 49ers. And if you want to take it back to 2019, the two games that this team struggled the most in were against the 49ers when they could not block that 49ers front. So while it is the case that the offense is a strength, and it is, and the offensive line is a strength, and it is. And they could go into the 2021 season with making no changes to this line. David Bakhtiari is going to play and play sooner rather than later. And Elton Jenkins is an all-pro caliber player. Lucas Patrick is an above-average starting interior offensive lineman in the league. So is Billy Turner whether it's at tackle or at guard. And John Runyon Jr. last year when he was on the field was an above-replacement-level offensive lineman. And what we believe to be true about the offensive line is that it is about the weakest players. And if you have very few or no weak points, you can be a very good offensive line. You don't need superstar talent. You need five guys who can do their job consistently. And Green Bay almost no matter who they put out there, is going to have that. What if, though, what if this team decided the best way to get better is to double down on the strengths and to project forward, find long-term options at some of these spots? So Billy Turner is not going to be on this team beyond 2022. The void years in his contract after they reworked it essentially guarantees that's the case. So whether he's a guard or a tackle, they do not have someone in that starting spot beyond 2022. David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are the cornerstones. After that, what do they have? What do they have? We like John Runyon Jr. as a player. Lucas Patrick is under contract in the short term. He's someone that you can improve over. He's a good player. Good players are hard to find. Green Bay proved that when they had to spend a season starting Byron Bell and Justin McCray, who did not play well at all. Their right guard position a few years ago was the worst single offensive line spot in football, one of the worst offensive starting spots on any team in the league in 2018. It was brutal. Brutal. So, 
You can help Aaron Rodgers now because he's not the athlete that he used to be, cannot make things happen the way that he used to be with his feet, cannot do the things movement skill-wise that he used to be able to do. He can still make every throw, especially from a clean pocket. He can make throws on the run. He can continue to be special for, for years to come. We don't know what the future of this team is at quarterback, but we know that Aaron Rodgers is a really good player right now. We also know that nearly every quarterback requires good offensive line play to be good. Look at Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. When he didn't have a good offensive line, he really struggled. This explosive, dynamic, incredible, talent-laden Chiefs offense struggle. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. One of the best receiving tight ends ever, ever. Tyreek Hill, one of the most dynamic weapons that we have in football. And they have a bunch of secondary pieces with speed, with playmaking. And they have a group of guys in the backfield who can give you at least useful reps out there. And yet, without the offensive line, they couldn't do anything. So, could Green Bay put out five really good players or at least could they put five guys out there and have a really good offensive line in 2021? Absolutely. Is the same true in 2022? Absolutely. Does that mean they should do nothing? I don't think so. Now, again, we, we've we've talked about this in the past, and I, I said this last year. You know, d- does this mean they need to throw high-end draft capital at the problem? Uh, if someone is there, they can make that move. I don't think it needs to be the focus. But I do think there is some wisdom in the idea that when you have a strength and when the strength is something like offensive line play, there is absolutely value in allocating resources to keeping that strength. Not all strengths are like that. So, for example, Green Bay got a really good backfield last year. Really good. Arguably the best one, two, three in the league. And and that was with A.J. Dillon missing a month. Well, you let Jamal Williams walk because you can. And, you know, there are there are going to be times when you look at the receiver position. Green Bay in 2014, you've got Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. That offense was really good. Guess what? The offense last year was better when it was Devontae Adams and that was about it in the receiving court. Now, that does, that, does that mean that they can't improve? Does that mean that they should not effort talent additions? No. But you don't need it to be really good. What we saw last year proved that. So while I think they could still add, and, and if they want to you know, elevate this offense above where they are now, they could certainly do that. If you want to find a guy who fits a specific type, who fits a specific role. I like that. I think there's wisdom in doing that. But there's also wisdom. There's always wisdom in building out your line. I think it's true you win in the trenches, but I think it's mostly true you win in the offensive trenches. Because you can create pressure with blitzes. In fact, Todd Bowles did it. 
it's not just that Tampa Bay has an outstanding front, and they do. It's that they have guys who can win one-on-one and they have a creative blitz package that they can deploy when they need it. They can send Devin White, who had double-digit sacks last year, not because he's some virtuoso pass rusher, but because Todd Bowles is a virtuoso defensive coordinator. And he can scheme Devin White free. It's a lot like what Matt LaFleur can do with receivers. He can get guys open. So it's more about the the things that you can do to set that up. And for the Packers, their offense is the driver. And if their offensive line had played 10% better than it did against the Bucs, or 15 or 20% better, they probably win that game because Rodgers has the split second on third and 10, or he's got, you know, there, there's a little bit bigger crease for Aaron Jones, or maybe Aaron Jones doesn't get hurt. The Packers were in a position to win that game. Maybe, maybe, and I'm not even espousing this either way. I'm just saying maybe it is the case that the best thing for this team to do, and I, I've, I've argued against this in some form over the course of this offseason, but maybe the best thing to do is to elevate the strengths. Now, when when I've heard from fans who have said, but Peter, um, they, they need more help for Devontae Adams or they need to add to this offensive line. And I point to the numbers and I say, look, this is the best offense in the league. They were the best offense of the Aaron Rodgers era outside of 2011. Um, Devontae Adams was the best receiver in the league. Look at the, look at the win rate stats on the offensive line. How much better can they be? And maybe the answer is they can't be that much better. But they were really, really good. And guess what? The team, as a result, was really, really good, even in a year where the defense significantly regressed. And given the data that we have at hand, that defense is more a product of opponent than anything else, that it is it is extremely volatile year to year, and that offense is more sticky. It is more consistent year to year. That maybe the best thing to do is to pour resources into that and to make sure your offense is as good as it can be more than anything else that you can do this offseason. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of the sports action you are looking for. The NBA, uh, college basketball winding down. You do have one last chance to bet on college basketball if you can get that bet in today. Uh, but the NHL baseball is back. I've been telling you that it's it is nearing its return. Now it's back. And the NFL draft is nearly here. Plus, Bet Online has things you covered like Award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. Go to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's right. You put money in and they will match that deposit up to 50% when you use that promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's 
killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast i am your host for the locked on today podcast as we update you on all the latest news in every major sport not just football not just the packers with the help of our local experts around the locked on podcast network follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts okay so let's say we make this happen right let's say we manifest it and the packers are going to continue to make a strength a strength and you prioritize doing that in the draft okay so rather than focus on the weaknesses focus on the strengths but that doesn't mean ignore the weaknesses so i put together a little mock draft for mock draft monday and I went back to the draft network because I just I feel like it's important that we uh, mix things up because, you know, both both use a predictive formula to try and, you know, presumably use, you know, sort of the wisdom of the crowd sort of approach of like, OK, these are the guys that we think are going to go. They have their own ideas about where these players ought to go. Both of those are important, but ultimately, you know, we're trying to project where these guys are likely going to go. So. I'm sitting there at 29 and there are these linebackers on the board and running backs. And the point of this was to sort of say, okay, how, how can the team uh, prioritize strengths? Whether that's, you know, offensive line, whether that's um, a safety. If someone like Trayvon Merrick is there, we've talked about that in the past. The guy that, that ultimately I landed on not because he was the best player available. In fact, I could have taken Liam Eikenberg, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, who I think is the better player. But I picked Dylan Radens from North Dakota State. And the reason I did that is he is an outstanding athlete, relative athlete score, or RAS. Um, above nine, that is something that Green Bay cares deeply about, especially for offensive linemen. The other reason I liked him is he can play guard or tackle. And that is a beautiful thing. So, you know, you're you're giving yourself some options here. So if he can be a guard, you well, you can still take a tackle. Or if he can play tackle, you could still take a guard later. It gives you options. And it just so happened that at 62, I can get Brady Christensen. Now, based on where a lot of you were getting Brady a few weeks ago, that's gonna seem crazy. Brandon Thorne, who has been helping Bleacher Report put together a, a, a big board with, um, you know, some some um, digital scouts, I'll call them, you know, guys in the media who are doing this now and who and who are passionate about it, who are smart about it. He is one of the best evaluators of offensive line play in the league. He gave Christensen 
a, a day two grade, a second round grade before he tested off the charts. And then he put together one of the best offensive line pro days we've ever seen. And, and with with numbers that are verifiable, you know, the the hand times, the three cone, the short shuttle, the 40. Those are things that scouts can fudge. Those are things that that guys can lie about the vertical, the broad jump. Though that's that's like measurable. Like you get a ruler out and measure that stuff. And he put together an incredible workout. He can play guard. He can play tackle. You add these two guys, they're going to compete to start right away. And you are setting up not just Aaron Rodgers, but whenever you want to move on from Rodgers, whenever that is, because these guys are rookies now, you know, they're on the team for four or in, or in the case of your first round pick, maybe five years from now. I think even if Aaron Rodgers wants to play a couple more seasons by, you know, 2024, 2025, he's probably not going to be the quarterback. So now you've built on a strength and you've said, okay, th- this team is going to make sure that whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Jordan Love, whether they trade for Tim Boyle and he comes back and and plays football for them, probably not going to happen, that whoever is going to be under center is going to be well protected. That is an important thing no matter who is playing quarterback. Ask Tom Brady, ask Peyton Manning, ask Patrick Mahomes, ask Russell Wilson, who is in a tiff with his team right now over a lack of protection. A lack of prioritization of protection. A lack of success trying to pick guys to protect him. You want Aaron Rodgers to feel like, hey, we care about you. We care about you being here. How about you go out and you take two offensive linemen who make sure that he stays upright. Who make sure that if David Bakhtiari tears his ACL in December, that you have quality pieces. Now, Green Bay actually did that when they signed Billy Turner two years ago and when they signed Rick Wagner a year ago. I think they they erred in the way that they shuffled the offensive line. I felt like they they should have played uh, um, Elton Jenkins at left tackle, kept moved Billy Turner to right guard, and played Rick Wagner at right tackle. Uh, but that's not what they ultimately did. So now you add these offensive linemen. Now that doesn't mean ignore the places where you need some help. So I went back to back corners, and I got Paulson Adebo from Stanford. He tested well. Um, he is a player who is seeing, you know, he's his stock such that that is a thing um, is up a little bit right now. He's getting some shine lately. And I think there is some wisdom in waiting if there are guys you like early. Not wisdom in waiting, but you can justify waiting just because of the guys that are that are available. No matter who the Packers pick, even if they take someone in the first round, at least for the first six, eight weeks, they're not going to beat out Kevin King. Now, could they beat out Shannon Sullivan? Yeah, sure, maybe. And that's not to say that they shouldn't try to, to get better. Six to eight weeks is not a, a reason to make a draft pick or not make a draft pick. The same is true, by the way, of David Bakhtiari's injury. And don't draft someone just for the six to eight weeks that David Bakhtiari is going to be out. This is bigger than that. Adebo can be a, a real dude. And I, I, I like the talent. I think there are scenarios um, in his career if things go a little bit different that he could have been a higher pick. 
he certainly could could be someone who rests the starting job away from Kevin King. And at 135, I got a guy who the Packers have met with who tested really well. Ambry Thomas, the corner from Michigan. Um, I really like what, what he could bring in. And I'm, I'm really liking his value. If they could get someone like him in the fourth round, man, you you really could have a steal on your hands because I, I like what, what he brings to the table physically with his size. The fact that he tested well athletically, the speed is there. And now you've got two guys that you can sort of throw at the proverbial problem, right? All right, corner's an issue. Figure it out, guys. At 142, I got Oso Digizua from UCLA. Um, that was that was a value play. I do think they come out of this draft with at least one defensive lineman. They're bringing back Tyler Lancaster. Um, it seems like Dean Lowry is staying on the team. So it's not like they need, you know, a ton of bodies. Kingsley Kiki is going to be a part of this. So this is the right, the right area of value. And then once we got deep into day three, I, I really grabbed some really good value, I felt like, with receivers. So Amir Smith-Marset from Iowa, who, you know, reportedly could, could be going as early as day two. Getting him here in the fifth, I thought was really good value. Jalen Darden in the fifth at 178. I don't know that that those guys are going to be available there, but they were in the mock, so I took them. I, I think the the idea is the same. Some not not developmental guys, but some some niche guys, some role guys, some gadget receiver that you can that you can throw in and they can do some things. Let them play in the slot, jet sweeps, get them the ball out, and and let them go make a play. Maybe they can they can create down the field a little bit. I think that makes a lot of sense. And the rest of the draft, look. Who cares in, in some ways? Um, I got Brady Breeze, a safety from Oregon. Patrick Johnson, the pass rusher from Tulane. And Dax Milne from BYU um, at the end of the draft. A different body type than those other two guys. A bigger, more physical receiver. Almost a move tight end, practically. I thought as we got close, I should do a full round mock just so we can have it. Um, but after 142, I don't know that it matters much. Although in this case... You know, you get Smith Marset, you get Jalen Darden. Those guys could could be real contributors for your team. Um, the point of of taking this approach is to say, okay, what was the team really good at last year? Where could they they fall off a little bit this year because of personnel or whatever it is? And so, how do you reinforce that? How do you backfill that? And in this case, the answer is you try and backfill it as soon as you can. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and they just keep adding flavors. I get a box, you know, once a month from them with with new flavors. Uh, Marshmallow churro is this new flavor that's on its way. Unbelievable birthday cake. These things... I just I, I can't say enough about how delicious they are. I was in a, a, a traveling over the weekend, some long car rides, and read for a built bar. And you satisfy that little sweetness craving and you don't feel guilty about it. It's not eating gummy bears or you know whatever else. It is stuff that is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber to give you good energy, lasting energy because of what they put in it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com.
Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft. And you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. I just want to throw this out there quickly because it is something that maybe we'll talk about it more later in the week. But I, I'm, I was amused. Pete Doherty wrote a column over the weekend or, or last week for Packers News. And in it, you know, talked about the, the different machinations here of, um, you know, the Rogers saga and why Green Bay hasn't um, uh committed to him or whatever it is that they want him to do and what he suggested was oh well Rodgers could could force his way out in a year and I just thought you know that's kind of funny um, that that framing of it because if it is the case that what the Packers want to do is maintain their flexibility it is so that in a year they can evaluate what to do with Aaron Rodgers and that if they want to, they can trade him. And so if if all that stuff is true, and we don't know. I mean, I, I happen to think there's stuff going on behind the scenes and that, that something is ultimately going to get done here. But if it is the case that Green Bay is really, truly, firmly prioritizing their flexibility on Rodgers in a year, I don't think he's going to press the button this year. And if he does next year, it is a PR thing. Because you're going to go back a year in time and you say, okay, well, well, how did we get here? Well, a year ago, Green Bay refused to push out his money. Well, why did they do that? Well, they did it so that in a year, they could, they could make a decision. And they could move on if they wanted to. And if Jordan Love looks good, they're going to move on. Maybe that is what's happening. I don't know. Okay, let me be very clear. I don't know if that's what's happening. I don't, I don't want to predict that that's what's happening. I just am amused at the narrative that is out there that, oh, Rodgers could in a year try and blow this all up. Unless you're predicting that he's going to do it now, wake me up in a year. I, it, it doesn't really matter because if he is mad about the thing because they're not going to do it and it doesn't get done and your response is, well, in a year, he could X. Well, in a year... That's the moment that Green Bay was building toward anyway. So this is then just a battle for PR. And I, I want you to remember that we had this conversation a year from now. If this is the ultimate outcome and you go, oh, well, Rogers X, Y, Z. I mean, yes and no. 
Yes and no. Maybe it is. Maybe it will be the case that they wanted to get something done. They couldn't get something done. And Rodgers ultimately forces his way out a year. Who knows? I just, I, I don't want us to, to lose sight of, of the whole picture in all of this. All right. Follow me on Twitter. Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter. Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Dimitri Felton coming up later in the week. We're going to also get um, a, a draft interview later in the week as we try and hone in on some players here as we approach the NFL draft. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Thank you.